both again with both of friends and stories from the road. And I really am on the road this time. I happen to be out in Southern California. It's not like Botswana or Mongolia or someplace, but it's one of the places God created. And he really did a nice job on this part. I'm sitting overlooking the beach and uh, in Southern Cal, and you can hear the waves in the background. And I'm sitting with my friend, Hal Donaldson. Now, you, that name might sound familiar because I quoted his book last week uh, called The Next 24 Hours, and it talks about kindness. Hal, so nice to have you with me. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, it's good to be with you, too. And uh, th there, was a, there was a moment in time, because we were talking about love is kind. There's a moment in time in your life that changed everything, and let me set it up this way. It's the summer of 69, 1969. And uh, on the 20th of July that year, Neil Armstrong stood on the moon. A few weeks later, in upstate New York or Woodstock area, uh, hundreds of thousands of people stood in uh, fields, and, and it was the height of what we would call the hippie years, and they were dropping whatever and taking off whatever and <laughs> smoking yeah, whatever. That's right. But it was a huge thing. But for you, August 25th, that evening in Northern California, you stood on your front porch, uh, and there was a policeman there. And that moment changed it all for you up to this very moment. Just give us a snapshot, if that, that, even, that even sounds um, wrong to say it that way, but give us that moment, both what happened and what you felt about that moment. Yeah, um, my parents were hit that night by a, a drunk driver my father was killed instantly, and my mother was seriously injured. She'd be in the hospital for quite a long time, many broken bones, internal injuries. And, and a number of uh, friends and neighbors began to gather in the front yard. And the police officers who had come to deliver the news um, stood up on the porch, and they addressed the crowd. There was probably about 30 people who had gathered. And uh, the police officer asked, uh, is there anyone here, any family members, any friends, are willing to take the four Donaldson kids home with them tonight. And you were 12 years old and the eldest of the four. Correct, yeah. Okay. And, um, and uh, there was one couple that volunteered and um, their names are Bill and Levada Davis. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, we'll take them. And uh, you know, I'm sure Bill and Levada thought it was going to be a, a one or two night sleepover, but we ended up living with them for many, many months for about a year. Wow. And um, all they owned was a, was a small trailer. And so uh, they had kids of their own. And so, so it uh, wasn't even a double wide. It wasn't even a double wide. And um, I mean, they were amazing people. And they really helped nurture us from tragedy um, to wholeness. Hmm. And in the course of that year, we were with them. And, you know, the Davises, my mom was seriously injured, like I said. And, you know, she had uh, a crushed uh, ankle, broken hip, um, broken arms. And so they, after she was released from the hospital, they actually brought her into their trailer and they went out and bought a recliner. Good, great. So here's a family that sacrificed their privacy. They drained their savings accounts so four kids could have a home. How many, how many people in that trailer that you? Yeah, there, there were 10 of us that, oh, at, at, at one given time. Ten of and us. you had to take turns. Sleeping. Sleeping on the floor, yeah, Good because grief. there weren't enough beds. Wow. And Bill worked at a rock quarry, and so he took uh, uh, extra hours overtime, you know, to help uh, feed this small army. Leveda spent her days, um, you know, being a surrogate mom to us, and 
you know, washing clothes and cooking meals and uh, just amazing, amazing people. You know, and I, I, I told you this, I, I, I didn't become bitter in large part because of people like them. Wow. Because you could be bitter, you could be angry at people, at God, at the guy who killed him, who, who walked, never yeah. never was punished or, or had any, yeah, I mean, anything happened. And so as a kid, I had lots of questions about sure. God, you know, and, sure. and certainly justice. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents didn't have insurance. The man who hit them didn't have insurance. And didn't. so our family was forced to survive on welfare and food stamps. And, uh, yeah, there were, there were just a lot of times where I just questioned the goodness of God and, and asking him where he was. You betcha. One time you told me that along the way, not at that moment, but along the way you came to the to the belief, the conclusion that whatever you wanted to do with your life, you didn't want to have kids have to pick up food off the back of a truck. That's right. Again, because you were on welfare for some time and, and what you felt about that, the demeaning character. I mean it's good. It's a welfare is a wonderful thing, I think. Yes. Yeah. For the for for the moment in time. But but so now we're sitting here and we're at a conference that your uh, the 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 group the organization the movement I call it a movement that you uh, lead in a, in a lot of ways uh, called Convoy of Hope now as of yesterday as of today this day around the world in this 24-hour cycle 530 plus thousand children got fed yeah. And educated, by the yes. way, yeah. because that's the that's the funnel or the platform by which the feeding occurs around the world in 37, 39 nations? 37 in, countries. 37 yeah. countries. I, it, that's a long way from standing on a porch on a summer night with a cop mm -hmm. uh, who, who gave neighbors a chance to be kind. Yeah. It, and f for the one who would think that kindness is sort of a mushy touchy-feely word it's it's a touchy word all right yeah in, in the sense that you talk about hands-on it's like it's like concrete isn't it yes it is and you know i i think if it was uh, those acts of kindness that they seem like little things but for a hungry kid it was everything uh yeah. you know they'd bring bags of groceries to our door yeah and i'm a kid who was going to school with holes in my my shoes and you know, and, and there were days that the cupboards were empty and we have to go to school without a sack lunch in our hands. And so there were there were days that uh, we often felt like a, a second class citizen, for sure. But it was the kindness of people yeah. that made the difference. So I experienced the power, the power of kindness, but I, you know, so, certainly the shame and the pain of poverty, but also the power of kindness. Mm. And it changed everything for me. It, I saw the goodness of God in them. Yeah. And if I had not, um, I would have become bitter, angry, and there certainly wouldn't be a convoy of hope today, at least not with my life. You know, I've, I've heard you share this story numbers of times over the years because we've known each other 40 years. Yep. And the story never seems to get old in the sense that it's a canned talk. It always seems to be present like if you closed your eyes, you could conjure up that moment one more time. Is that right? Oh, I think it's very true. I mean, it's there are so many details, you know, to it. Again, 12 years of age. Yeah. Right. And uh, 
I think sometimes we underestimate the uh, perceptiveness of children. Oh man! And and certainly I I watched everything. I, I was a, an observer, and uh, people showed me Jesus. Uh, they showed me who he was and what he was about. I mean, I remember men from our local church came and they painted our house. We lived in a very poor neighborhood, and they actually took a Saturday and they came and painted our house. Wow! You know, it's yeah. those things you don't forget. No, you don't. The woman who took me to get new shoes yeah. after church, you just don't forget. Yeah. And so I think as an adult, you know, the opportunity to, yeah, to feed the masses and to help. Yeah poor, hungry kids like I was is, uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. So we wrapped up last week, and I'm going to wrap up now. We wrapped up last week talking about the fact that kindness shows up as one of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5th chapter. Paul's writing to these people in what is Turkey today, and and he lists these things, you know, gentleness, kindness, and kindness is right in the middle. Yeah. And then he closes with this phrase, you know, they're under the thumb of the oppressor. You know, the Roman, hardly anything like the Roman military over the years, I guess. And he said, against such, against these things, there's no law. And the thought I had was, what if kindness was a punishable offense? Mm. Like, how, would, would I get any time in jail? Would I get off with probation? I mean, what? I like what that you, thought. That's what, powerful. What do, you, what do you think about that thought? I don't know that it's my thought. I'm sure other people have had the thought, but I tend to have it last week. You know, I think a lot of times that uh, uh, we think of corporate kindness, we think of church kindness, organizational kindness. Um, hopefully, you know, um, this is Convoy of Hope, for example, is reflective of personal kindness. Mm. I have to live the life. The people involved with Conway Hope live a life 24 7. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's got to be a way of life. And to move beyond a, an occasional act of compassion to a life of selflessness, which I believe is the next level of compassion, uh, it has to be who you are. And when you demonstrate kindness because it's who you are, it makes all the difference in the world. You bet. It, to the recipient. You bet. You know, when you look them in the eye, you smile, you give them a hug, and then you give them a plate of food and you tell them that Jesus loves them. Wow, you're talking yeah. about power. Yeah, makes makes uh, all the difference, doesn't it? It does. It wow. really does. Hal Donaldson, thanks for being with me. This uh, I always love being with you. Hey, it's mutual. I, you know, I, I think back 40 years ago when I was a student at Bethany University and the investment you made in my life. Mm. Great. Thank Grateful. you. Thank you. With that... We're going to sign off, and I would encourage you not to do random acts of kindness. I'd encourage you to go get after it intentionally. Would <laughs> that be all right? Yes, I love I'll it. I'll probably get emails on that. You know, <laughs> We'll see you guys later. This is Dick Foth and Hal Donaldson. We're out. God bless you. We'll be back next week with Stories from the Road.